Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real LA gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. The iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass is adding off. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. This is Frosted Tips with Lance Bass, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, my little peanuts. It's me, your host, Lance Bass. This is Frosted Tips with me, Lance, right here on iHeart. Uh, I have my co-host with the most. I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah, Co-host with the most? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Turkey Turchin, Michael Uh, Turchin. Hello there, My hubby. I'm so glad that you're actually here because, you know, when you listen to the first couple episodes of this, you disappeared. I was gone. And I was like, I swear, I swear we're still together. Um, Everyone thought we were like divorcing or something. I know. They're like, ah. Um, And I do because a lot of people out there have been asking, why do you call us penis? I don't call you, you my little penis. You literally just said penis. I did. What? Yes, you literally said penis. When I opened up the show? No, just now. No, I, I know. I meant to. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was yeah. like, no, I'm yeah, saying they're like, why do you call us little penises? <laughs> and it's little peanuts. Um, okay. And I have to say, I don't even know where it came from. I know. When I was doing my show years ago, uh, they, it was a live show. And then I've never done radio before except being interviewed. And they're like, okay, three, two, one, go. I'm like, uh. And the only thing I could think of was like, hello, my little peanuts. And it just stuck it from that stick. day. And so I just think it's a cute little term of endearment for the listeners out there. I mean, yeah. who who doesn't want to be a little peanut? You know, like Charlie Brown and the peanuts. And the peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this week was very exciting for us because, uh, you know, uh, for those of you that don't know, we have 15-month-old baby twins. Yes. And... We were super excited that we finally got to meet our egg donor. Yes. Okay, so a lot of the times you don't get to meet your egg donor because 
it's uh, it's, it's anonymous, anonymous. Yeah. and and we didn't even know her name uh, for three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, we had pictures of her, right? So I mean, we knew well, exactly. Yeah, we know we all knew about her, her history, history and her yeah. family history. Uh, she's Argentinian, Argentinian, yeah. uh, and so she wanted to meet us, and so she came over to the house, met the kids, and it was so special. She is such a cool girl. I mean, so cool, and she looks just like our son. I mean, yeah. it is uncanny. Crazy. Yeah, and she was like, obviously, we knew what she looked like in the photos, and we're like, oh wow, she's a beautiful girl. She's a, a looker. Lady. She's a looker. She yeah. is gorgeous. I mean, in person, even more gorgeous. I know. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. We're good a lot thing of we have a few kids. more embryos. Better look like your mama. <laughs> <laughs> See, babe, don't you want to have another one? Absolutely not oh. at this moment. I'm trying to convince him to have another baby, and I know. Okay, we can. We have a few more months to decide, but I want a third. Well, or our, fourth. I'm sure our guest Jeff, he, he has a lot of knowledge on multiple children. <laughs> well, let's. T- so, it's very uh, true. So let's introduce our guest of the day, Jeffrey Brandon Timmons. All right, pop singer, songwriter, producer from Canton, Ohio, founding member of the Grammy-nominated pop group 98 Degrees, um, study psychology at Kent State. See, I'm learning all kinds of... No, you did not. Not really. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we're going to get into that. Uh, decided to move to LA to pursue a career in entertainment. Okay. Let's just get into this because I didn't know really the origin story of 98 Degrees and it started with you. Well, well yeah. I mean, I'd be just kind of on a whim too. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I had been in singing all my life and choir and all that stuff. Because I heard that through the grapevine... That you were in college or something, and you're trying to impress some girls, and you're like singing, and that's how it all. It's a really started. tacky story. Yeah. It is. People, I mean, <laughs> you guys have this great story of being, you know, with, with and, and and all this stuff, and 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 uh, we have a different story. And and it wasn't exactly like I set out to do it. I had mm. some experience in quartets, but my mm. where I'm from is a small town that's mm. all about football, right? Yeah, of course. And so you Ohio. know, I always shied away from the arts, and mm. and uh, and then one night we were at this party, and these girls would not talk. I was uh, in college and I had run into some kids that I went to school at high school with. And, you know, these girls would not talk to us at all. <laughs> and I was like, well, well, why don't we sing them a song? Like, oh. let's sing an acapella song. So I picked three guys out of the, that I was with and we parted out my girl and sang it to them. And then they talked to us. This is like and a movie. This is a movie. This moment is like a joke. Just, yeah. like a starts doing choreography yeah, yeah, together. It's like yeah. the most, you know, and so I was like, all right, well, this is it. I saw the reaction and then I just felt something crazy about it. Literally, my mom thought I was crazy. I was like mm-hmm. a quarter, not even a semester yeah. away from graduating with my psych degree. Which oh my gosh, so you lucky. left just a quarter semester before. Yeah, a quarter. Yeah. That's and amazing. I called my parents that night. Obviously, there, we, there was were some thrilled. drinks involved uh, yeah. to make this decision. And mm. then I was like, hey, this is it. I called my mom. I'm like, I, I'm quitting school. I'm going to start a group. We're going to go to L.A. because you didn't have YouTube and Snapchat and mm-hmm. social media to break or American yeah. Idol or anything. You had to go to go to where the scene was at. Yep. And so she's like, yeah, sure, honey. How much have you had to drink? And I was like, a lot. But I, this is what I want to do. And then we uh, you know, we could quit school and then drove to L.A. a couple of mm. weeks later to try to pursue it. We had mm. nothing going on. We mm. had no inroads, no connections, mm. any of that stuff. We just uh, we moved out. West and, and that did was you it. know the other guys at that point? Yeah, I'd gone to school with them, but I didn't uh-huh. know them as singers. They were all jocks. They were uh, all football yeah. players. Uh-huh. But you know, I thought you know there was a certain ring to the sound, yeah. and it was a really kind of impulsive decision. But it was it was there was something about it that I really kind mm-hmm. of wanted to do, and the reaction was cool. And my parents, you know, although very strict about school, they were like, "Look, 
if you really are feeling this, I mean, this is something you've always had a knack for. You know, we're behind it. You can always go back to school. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, they kind of have, you know, supported what I did. Mm-hmm. And, awesome. and then we got lucky. You know, those guys mm-hmm. I was with quit oh, when yeah. we were in L.A. out yeah. here. You know, we had some. Were there three of them? There were three other guys. Okay. Yeah, we had some opportunities. I and mean, we, we ended up, we would sing everywhere for food and money and mm-hmm. acapella. You guys know oh, how it goes. Oh, we all started yeah. the same way. Yeah, for sure. we were Where are those guys now? Do you still well, keep in touch? Well, I've always stayed in touch yeah. with them. You know, I always felt bad because they were very talented guys. Mm-hmm. Probably not, obviously not to the level of, a, you know, Nick and the the crew that I ended up being blessed to be with. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I write with them all the time. You know, I, I mm-hmm. co-produce a lot of music for them. They, they've mm-hmm. done a lot of stuff on, on the production side of things. And mm-hmm. I always wanted to give back to them because I felt yeah. bad. Although they made the decision to quit. I mean, yeah. I just kind of felt bad that here, you know, mi- literally like minutes later almost that, you know, we ended up getting signed and, oh, no. and basically they took the ball to the five yard line yeah, and then dropped it. You know? I know. So that's that kind of what happened. Well, I mean, I replaced someone in NSYNC. Uh, the, you know, they had a bass singer that was friends with Joey and he was like, I just don't want to do this because it was, you know, the kid market. He didn't want teenage market right. after him. Um, and so, yeah, uh, we got signed like just a few months later. Um, and he went back to delivering pizzas. Oh my goodness, man! Yeah. What a, I mean, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that you uh, replaced him. Literally, the market you want to get. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, we know that now, right? <laughs> exactly. Who's listening right now? Tweens and teens. That's the market we want. Everybody yeah. wants that market. <laughs> yes. So the lesson is here, kids: um, quit school, yeah. um, follow your dreams, and just throw, throw caution to the wind and just do it. Just, just, do just it. kidding. No, go to school, kids. Yeah, go to stay school. in school. Yeah. I, we don't encourage yeah. uh, encourage that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so how did you end up meeting all of the guys? And, and do you remember that first moment that y'all sang together for Port Harmony? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty interesting because I, I was, you know, I got an odd job. I really wanted to do it and stick with it. And I was out here by myself. And so I was like, I, you know, I got a job working security at all the clubs. And mm-hmm. I, I actually worked at Phil Collins's house that was being really? built in Beverly Hills. Oh, that's fun. Uh, and, and did all these different things. But I would, you know, again, no social media back then. So you're mm-hmm. putting ads in newspapers and mm-hmm. I'm auditioning people when I'm off the clock. And I couldn't find anybody. You would think in L.A., you know, the mm-hmm. mecca of entertainment and people that are trying to make it, you'd you'd find somebody. I found nobody. Yeah. And then I ran into a guy, I went on a, a random audition for a commercial, for a, uh, just a random thing. And I ended up getting the commercial, it was a Navy commercial, and and then the, the woman that got me that, that, that gig, it was actually my brother's roommate's agent, he wasn't there, so she I said, know. well, you go. And I was like, ah, I'm, not, I'm not an actor. But anyway, she introduced me to a guy that went to school with Nick, to high school with Nick and Drew and Justin, and he was like, I got the perfect guy for you and he played me a tape i didn't know what nick looked like he had no pictures of him i'm like whoever that guy is get him on the phone so i called him talked him into coming out and i didn't see what nick looked like until he got to la Mm -hmm. uh several months later and then he brought his brother out and and justin joined after that so that's how it all got started and we sang backstage at boys to men concert got discovered there oh that's how it happened yeah we idolized boys to men oh we all so we yeah we snuck backstage yes all of us did right Mm -hmm. um there was at that time you didn't hear the word boy band anywhere there was no such word as yeah, well in I mean, America. There was no word. Germany, you know, there were yeah over there fifty it, million it, of them. It, it really was just uh, you know boys to men and like mm-hmm. shy and Jodeci, and then you mm-hmm. had all for one in there. But the, there were no boy bands. I mean, think mm-hmm. think the closest thing to it was maybe New Kids, but that was kind right. of a, a generation before yeah. us. But right, we but got, I mean, but our generation just grew up on yeah R and B soul. I mean, that's just what we lived. Um, it's uh, I, I loved meeting you guys because we met over in Europe. Because uh, a lot of people, I don't even think, realize y'all came out before 
us and Backstreet Boys we in America. We came out right at the same time as yeah. Backstreet, but you know, a lot of people know this story, but some people don't. We were signed to Motown, and Motown mm-hmm. really wanted people to think we were a black group. We were oh, an urban yeah. group, so yeah. they didn't put our picture on anything. Uh, <laughs> so, so you know, we didn't shoot a music video at first. We uh, we uh, didn't have our picture on the cover that was sent yeah. to sent to the radio stations, and then we would show up to do radio shows mm-hmm. at, at R and B stations, and they were like, "What? Yeah. You guys oh aren't yeah, you guys aren't ninety degrees?" So, you know, basically that didn't work, right? Yeah. We didn't fool the public on that one and so uh you know we had to regroup and they brought a new president in and, mm-hmm. and they sent us overseas and fortunately we got to meet you guys there mm-hmm. and i remember seeing them and going please never let these guys come to the united states <laughs> like i was like if, if they come to the united states we are finished right <laughs> no but uh, i loved being around you guys over there one because it was familiar to have just americans in the room because we were there for you know a couple of years and we went on some kind of tour was maybe it was in england did we do some we radio did a, tour? we did a couple i mean I, I know there was one called smash hits or yeah. Pepsi Pop. It was one or yeah. both of those. And yeah. that was where boy band, it was like boy band central. Uh, there were 20 yeah, boy bands on the... I will never forget five was on this oh, tour. That's right. Now you remember. And something went down between you, t- you, your groups where someone was trying to beat someone's ass. Well, I don't know, know what happened. <laughs> Maybe you can explain it. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, you're so, when you're younger, you're pretty dumb and yeah. I still oh, am a little teenagers. bit. That's in my older middle age. But um, when we were there, um, there was, if you remember, there was like a, a, new, a new up and comer competition during that tour and it was yeah. us and five uh, uh-huh. as to be the new up and coming oh i didn't know this yeah so okay. and then jimmy ray was uh was one and of those jimmy guys ray. Uh, yeah who Faye wants ray. to know yeah. <laughs> who wants to know that's but what we opened up for jimmy that was our he first opening act in los angeles with jimmy ray at the santa monica pier <laughs> I love it. Uh-huh. Yeah, good, start. good times. He was like a rockabilly. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember. Uh, yeah. Who oh, wants yeah. to know about me? And yeah, that's what he did. I know. We went from the <laughs> Janet Jackson Velvet Rope tour to opening up for Jimmy Ray in that's Santa hilarious. Monica Beach. Hey, you know, it happens. You got to start somewhere. Uh, that's still pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, no, it's great. But I did. I just. I. I just always. We got along with y'all so well, and I just remember that. Be like, ah, oh, these guys are awesome. We just love doing. Well, shows you guys with. had a good vibe, and, <clears> we're, and we're cool to hang out with and and we were so res- you know had so much respect for your talent i mean a lot of those boy bands you know we wanted to be considered because we were on motown this mm-hmm. r&b vocal yeah, group and yeah, of yeah. course we bristled back against you know being kind of monikered this yeah. this new boy band but yeah. you guys were a vocal group and you guys could also dance too mm-hmm. and so you know some of those other groups they weren't performing live and mm-hmm. they were you could tell they were assembled and, and yeah. they, they weren't nearly to it the was caliber. definitely a formula over in europe no question about it yeah. but you guys were killer i mean mm-hmm. obviously right and so we you know we were excited to see you from because you were from the states and up and coming going through the same experiences we were right mm-hmm. and uh we just kind of had a connection there with you guys we didn't really uh, connect with the backstreet boys that often you mm-hmm. know they, we, but because they were already you know off to the races at oh, that yes. time um but you guys were always fantastic and what i love about it is none of you guys have changed you know mm-hmm. I, we you know every time we run into you or do stuff with you still has have that sort of kinship and mm-hmm. and good vibe to it so it's it's pretty Except cool that joey fatone <laughs> His head's gotten so big now. He doesn't even answer well, my he's phone been calls. That way. <laughs> he didn't change. He was always that way. <laughs> um, you were saying, you know, because Motown and they wouldn't put pictures anywhere. The only country that happened to us was France. Yeah. Like France was weird back in the day because they would only pay, play 20% you know, English music. So it was really hard to break that market. And so I guess the record label purposely didn't put our pictures out and so when we went there for the first time you know and fans come to the hotel and their face when they saw us they were like no way (laughs) so confused but again there was no social media you couldn't there was no googling 
uh, you just didn't know what some of these bands looked like. Uh, but I'll never forget that. It was so funny. And we never went back to France. <laughs> and that was it. Like us. Yeah. And, and really, a lot of those spots overseas in Europe, and now now it's a lot different. you got to break right away, even the, in the United States. You know, mm-hmm. they used to art, art, artists develop. So if you didn't break right away, you'd get another shot. But in Europe, you know, if you didn't break right away, that was it. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't, we never broke Europe. We went yeah. over there a couple times. Every mm-hmm. time we had a different staff. And by the third time, they were like, if you guys aren't, aren't breaking yeah. now, you're not breaking there. It's so weird how that works. Uh, and it, it was different back in the day because you did have to go to every radio station. So I, I know it was hard to, you know, uh, get some time to go to France, go to England. England was hard for us because we just didn't go that much. Yeah. And I thought we could do much better there. And we had, you know, we had top tens, whatever, but it wasn't like America or Germany. Or Germany, you guys yeah. crushed it. I mean, Germany. Germany was just our, I mean, that was our home. And for two years, it just, it, we were doing so well there that no one wanted us to go anywhere else. So yeah. it was Germany, Austria, Switzerland. Um, our number, our first number one was in Australia. Never went. We never touched down in Australia. That's amazing. Yeah, at all. Uh, but then when we came to America and got signed in America, and then just things just went out of control, we never went back. I anywhere. didn't know that. Yeah, never. I didn't know. Well, you didn't need to. Well, right? I mean, but we wanted to, yeah. and that's what sucks because you want to go back to the ones that started you. But the label never wanted to take us out of the country. Yeah. And again, it was that time where because you have to go to every station and this country is so huge. So you're just constantly on the road going to every little city around the country. And so this we had no time. Yeah. And then when one album cycle is done, they're ready to you know, oh, boom, yeah. get in the studio and uh-huh. then you go do the radio circuit yeah. again. Right. You visit all hundred stations. Did you think that your group was handled right by the label? Did y'all have a lot of opinions? You think they worked you a little hard? Because I know looking back. I would do things differently and say, look, give us just some time. Well, well, look, everybody hates the label, right? I mean, mm. that's sort of the that's sort of the artist label relationship mm. throughout the tenure of you know, your yeah. career and everybody's career. But, you know, with us, it was especially weird because they didn't market us the right way first. Yeah. Right. So yeah. the second time around, you know, they really pushed us. And, you know, we did that whole circuit for years and years and years. I mean, I think at one point, you know, you do the radio shows and then you go on your own tour. <laughs> but uh. for us, it was radio shows for about three years yeah. straight. Mm-hmm. And then we would pepper in a small tour. But really, you know, I I think that the labels also barter artists, as we know later, mm-hmm. right? You go do the radio show for this ad for another exactly. uh, uh, another yep. artist yeah. and on the label. We didn't know that yeah. until uh, many years later. And plus, we had we were getting compared to you guys, and you guys were were bigger than than, than us, and we're selling more records and had more presence out there within the media. So you know, you, you're always afraid that okay, you, we're getting compared to these guys, so we got to keep working, got to mm-hmm. keep grinding, and we'll do whatever it takes, you know, to stay relevant and and all that stuff and keep our fan base growing but then there's always some the chance that somebody's right behind you too so i think if if to your point i would love to change some stuff and it would be not the work ethic and all that maybe a little less busy work but to enjoy the moment you know what i mean as we get older we're like man we're pretty lucky to do this and and be hanging out here on on your podcast and Mm -hmm. doing a radio show with you guys you know talking pushing close to 30 years later um and that's a blessing and it's fun and now we have fun on stage all the time because we were it's like icing on the cake right but back then i would have liked to have taken a deep breath and go man this is pretty pretty awesome but we were always like man grind 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 Mm -hmm. 
know how that goes. And it, it's 25 years later. You're still working uh, with the guys. Uh, what is next for 98 Degrees? And will we see Nick come in and do something every once in a while? Yeah, I mean, I think we well, well, that's the plan. I mean, mm. before pandemic, pre-pandemic, I mean, we were, we were doing a lot of shows, 60-some yeah. shows a year, mm. a pretty healthy amount. Yeah. And, you know, look, he, he obviously hosts a lot of shows. And, yeah, he is and, Mr. Host. And, he has like, he's like Ryan Seacrest. He has every job and takes every job for me, Nick. <laughs> he does. He give does. me one show. Just give me one show. <laughs> well, we're all happy. You know, we're all happy for him that he has those opportunities and he sort of you know formulated those with his hard work and his success. But um, you know, we love when he's with us and and we have a blast, right? So when pandemic happened, he started focusing on you know what he could do, and and a lot was the hosting stuff that took up a primary primarily most of his time, and and then. Uh, Vanessa got a part on a show, mm-hmm. NCIS Hawaii, yeah. I think it is what it is. Well, it must and, suck to live in Hawaii. Well, they had to move. So, <laughs> yeah. and he's a big family guy. So yeah. he didn't want to be away from his kids. You mm-hmm. know, juggling that her shooting schedule and theirs together on some of the stuff they do. So we, he's not able to do as much. So mm-hmm. to your point, and to get to long, a long-winded answer over with, uh, you know, hopefully this year, you know, in the fall, we're going to be able to do some shows. We we plan on doing a tour. You know, fall, end of summer, in the fall, mm-hmm. uh, when their schedules lighten up a, a bit. But you know, in the meantime, we're all we're all keeping busy, which is we're fortunate enough to do. So. And when I think of 98 degrees, it also brings like I think Christmas because I think y'all do Christmas so well. I love Thank hearing you. y'all sing Christmas songs. Do y'all plan on doing another album? You know, there's some there's some talk about us doing new music. We yeah. we recorded some songs that we're yeah. pretty happy with, and then you know I got approached by a, a label recently that wants us to do another one. I mean, mm-hmm. the first one, and I'm glad you recognize that, and you're, mm-hmm. and thanks for the thanks for the kudos on it. We we were proud of. It. I think that's the the first Christmas album is the album we're all most proud of, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it did really well. It sounds great, and you know, for us and you guys that are a harmony based group, you don't get to really showcase that yeah, on a lot on songs. You just kind of just do the hooks or mm-hmm. some backgrounds here and there. I know that's why I love the Christmas album. One, I just love Christmas, but we got to go back to our roots, you know, when we were just acapella groups and as a bass singer, that's all, you know, that's all I lived for. <laughs> and, and, it's, and you get to uh, showcase your voice uh, on that. And, yeah. and, and pop songs, you don't really, nope. you know, like you get Justin in our group, he doesn't get a chance to I know. do it. You know, maybe an octave And you spend here. hours in the studio, right? Like yeah. hours doing these bass parts, three different types of bass parts. And then they mix it in and just cover it up. And you're yeah. like, well, what did I do with that With a bass for? line. Like, <laughs> with a big bass line. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, why did I, why did I spend all this time? Yeah. No, because it was fun. That's why. Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, discoverla.com is your gateway to everything LA. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or glyphs behind the scenes at world-famous studio tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So you did a show with my boy Chris Kirkpatrick, um, VH1. I forget what was. The oh name my gosh! Of the show. Yeah, everybody forgot what it was yeah, if they even well, saw it. So yeah, yeah. I, saw it. <laughs> yeah I have a lot of shows. Like I was that prime, too. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, man. boy band fan at that time. Yeah, that you were the age. Yes, oh, for yes. sure. Yeah, because I, I, I like. Yeah, I loved. Uh, I mean, I would love Backstreet Boys, and I mm-hmm. loved NSYNC, and then 98 Degrees. It was yeah. that was kind of it. Yeah, I, I especially liked uh, what separated 98 Degrees was that you didn't wear shirts. That's right. And That's I right. think that really is what you didn't need to dance because, you know, you could make your chest dance. Well, first yeah. of all, first of all, we couldn't if we tried. I mean, other than Drew, uh, other yeah. than Drew, we the rest of us have two left feet. We just well, we couldn't dance. But um, yeah, I mean, we uh, you know, the, the show was called Mission Man Band. It yes. was on VH1. And, and look, Social it was, experiment, it putting was. different members of groups together, see what happens. It was you, Chris Kirkpatrick, um, Rich Cronin, Rich Cronin, LFO. rest in peace. Um, and then uh, Color Me Bad. Brian Abrams. Yeah, Brian Abrams, which who was going through a lot at that time. A ton. Yeah. A ton. It, it was it was interesting for all of us. I was mm-hmm. going through a pretty bad divorce at that time oh, yeah. too. And and so it was a rough time for all of us, you mm-hmm. know. And and it's post, you know, 
having the success of our bands, right? Mm -hmm. And it's when they, you know, it wasn't like now that it's come back around and a a nostalgia play with our fans and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. It was when we were deemed uncool anymore. And so I think the show came in at an awkward time. Mm -hmm. You know, now it would probably be cool. How did they convince y'all to do it? Well, it took them a couple years to convince me because I knew they were going to set us up to Uh be whack. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. But, but, you know, at at the time, VH1 Mm -hmm. had a platform called Urge, which was their version of like iTunes, right? Okay. So, you know, what I kept going back and doing, I was, I was like, all right, look, I'll do it. But but my song has to get played on Urge. You got to really push it on Urge. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they had the, the top 20 countdown. I was like, you got to put my music video in the top five. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, we can't promise you that. That's payola, but we'll do uh-huh. our best. Way. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put that put out this record and this, mm-hmm. this show is going to make it. And, and, and oddly, I never finished the album, right? Really yeah. never put it out. And then the show made us worse, look worse than I, than I expected. But honestly, I wouldn't trade the experience for anything because it really, it took, took me out really far out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And uh-huh. Yeah. All of us that were involved, that were going through all these different things personally mm-hmm. and professionally at the time, we kind of had this bond. Yeah. So that's why I think that show made Chris and I close. Of course, yeah. Rich and, and Brian, who had been going through things, uh, mm-hmm. uh, quite, a, quite a treacherous time, had some people mm-hmm. to lean on. So yeah. uh, it was a great experience, believe it or not, even though the show was short-lived. And really what I wanted them to do was film what was going on after the ca- cameras went off, oh, right? Yeah. At Chris's house. It was a party the whole time. Oh, really? It was wild. It was well, fun. Well, yeah, Chris used to, well, I'm pretty sure still has parties. Right. <laughs> he would have some epic parties at his house in Orlando. But yeah. instead, they kind of had it curated to, yeah. like, uh-huh. get us booed when we go out and perform. Uh, and, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I remember from the show is just one scene with Chris Kirkpatrick. And, like, they asked him to, like, sing. And he just mm-hmm. was so insecure to sing well of course i mean but we all were so insecure at that time because you're with with the group yeah and it's you know like with us it was you know jc justin like the three of us they never would throw us a bone you know it was just all about them and i think you know we're good singers i'm not a great singer but i'm good Oh, you're great man i mean i'm good you know i can i can sing um so when you you know when the band, you know, is over and you're kind of like, okay, what do I do? Yeah. You have this insecurity of like, well, I'm not good enough. Yeah. I mean, well, look, I, I, I wanted to do that, but I've, I like being, you know, getting on stage makes me nervous in the studio. Mm -hmm. I love, um, but I've always wanted to be behind the scenes. You know, I Mm -hmm. love producing other people and putting, you know, different things together and Mm -hmm. being creative with folks and maybe providing people an opportunity because I've been fortunate. So that was always uh, something that I wanted to do. So I immediately started writing ghost writing because, you know, none of us can write songs, right? Right. Boy bands, we can't produce them either. So (laughs) I started ghost writing, producing stuff, Uh producing music for TV. And I was, uh, at the time I was a young dad, I had two young kids. So Mm -hmm. I I wanted to kind of create my life so I could be with them, as you mm-hmm. guys can relate now with your yeah. beautiful kids that we yeah. saw the other night. So, well, let's talk about your family. You have five kids. Yes. Um, okay. How? Wait. What are the ages now? So it goes twenty four. 22, okay, 21. I'm just, uh, gonna take a swig of this right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's coffee. We're drinking coffee, but uh, usually yeah, uh, yeah. it entails <laughs> heavier substances. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, yeah, I mean, and then and then sixteen, then eleven. So uh-huh. we both uh, had two kids from a previous marriage, and then mm-hmm. we have one together. So when it first happened, when we first got together, we took our time. I hadn't dated in years. I got a divorce, and I hadn't dated in yeah. years. I just hung out with girls, and didn't was like I'm not getting mm-hmm. you know married. But again. how do you date? I mean, you're Jeff Timmons, right? And you haven't dated in a while uh you got married young you're still young and now you're in this world of 
online dating and all of this. Like, and how even did you the online, that? I got divorced pretty quickly. Yeah. So the yeah. online stuff wasn't even developed. Oh, was, oh yeah. yeah. So, uh-huh. so I mean, where do you go to meet anybody? Uh-huh. And then what do you say? Like, right. uh, you know, and, and so, and I just wanted to be a dad, you know, mm-hmm. and so I didn't, I didn't really kind of ever bring anybody around my kids. And then I met my wife who was amazing and we just hit it off and she was cool and she had a life of her own. And, you know, she, when I met her, she didn't really, honestly, she didn't know who I was. I mean, literally she was like her mm-hmm. friends were, and she's like, I don't care. I mean, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, which was, you know, you feel like, wow, really? But also, mm-hmm. wow, really? It's kind of cool that, you know, and then we it's just like kind of Meghan Markle. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Prince Harry? Who's Prince Harry? <laughs> I've never, never, I've never heard of this Prince Harry guy. Learn about him. Huh? He was a prince. I didn't know. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the president of the United did, States. Did I didn't you know? <laughs> what is the best thing about being a dad? Oh my gosh, everything. Yeah. I mean, look, look, it's it's uh, you know we we lead a weird lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. And it brings you that back down to earth, mm-hmm. and and just the the things you get to see with your kids, they're all different. They all have their personalities, and you have twins, and they're probably a lot different personality oh, wise, yes. right? Oh, yeah. Um, so so you know, getting to see them develop and have develop their own personalities and what they like to do, and and just mm-hmm. uh, you know, take pride and and trying to get them to be as good as they can, and and try as hard as they can, and mm-hmm. love them as much as you can unconditionally. And that's all you can. Do. That's all you can really do. And that's mm-hmm. the purest thing we've got, right? Yeah. We've got our f- parents and siblings, and but having children, that part of it's a lot different. Mm-hmm. And so you know, and then you know, we go back and do this, and it's crazy, and it's yeah. weird, and and then you go home, and you're just dad, you yeah. know. So my kids, my youngest ones, uh, that we had this long hiatus. All they knew me as is was dad. Yeah, you know, they didn't dad. see me in any other way, which was mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, we you know did a tribute concert for Aaron Carter and raise awareness for children's mental health. Um, which was a beautiful event. I'm so glad that you joined us. Um, that was the first time I brought my kids to my venue. Um, and you were saying, it's like, oh, what? You always wonder what your kids are going to gravitate to, right? So I was so interested to see how they were going to take all this world in because, one, they're COVID babies, so they haven't seen that many people before. Um, but just seeing their personalities and watching you guys on stage. Uh, my daughter probably couldn't care less. Like she was just kind of like curled up with me, yeah, like what is going on? But my boy, I think, got bit by the entertainment bug it's because interesting, huh? he was in awe and oh. putting him on stage and putting a microphone in his hand for the first time. It's like he knew what he was doing. I'm like, oh lord, oh he was lord. like sucking on the speakers, like as you all were singing, yeah. like blaring. I'm pretty sure he's deaf now, oh but um, but he was like hugging the speakers mm. the whole time. And, and people tell it. me all the time, it's like, well, do you? Would you mind if your kids go into entertainment? And honestly, I would say, I mean, of course not, but I would not encourage it. Right. Um, Look, be a producer, writer, a drummer, sure. But being a front man or being known, I just don't want that pressure on my kids. And again, they can be and do whatever they want. But I'm definitely going to like, don't you like the piano? That's the, I share your sentiments. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the way I was with yeah. my kids. I never really pushed it on mm-hmm. them. In fact, my, like my oldest ones didn't see it. They knew a little bit about mm-hmm. it, but you know, I was like, if they, what if they, you know, people would always ask us that question, right? Yeah. What if they wanted to be in entertainment? Yeah. And I have the same answer. Yeah. I, I, it's so difficult. All mm-hmm. jobs are difficult. This one's especially tough, especially mm-hmm. if you don't have thick skin, right? Yeah. Well, exactly. What it does to you inside and mm-hmm. emotionally and, 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 you know, with your insecurities that everybody yeah. has. And especially with kids. And that's why I'm so glad we did this benefit concert because it's all about you know children's mental health and you put i mean even i mean i was 16 i got i was a kid but even like aaron we starting at seven eight years old what does that do to you in your psyche 
uh, especially being a solo artist. I, w- I always said I loved being in a group because it was never about me. Um, I loved being with a group of people on stage, having a good old time. But people like Aaron and Brittany and Michael Jackson, it's just always yes, 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 and yes, we, yes. And we, 98, we were in our 20s. Yeah. I mean, we weren't mm-hmm. even teenagers. Yeah. We were in our 20s. And and it still was, messed it, you up. It gave you, it gave you an identity <laughs> crisis, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. being in a group. So I can't imagine, you know, or... With all the social media too, right? Like, mm-hmm. how is yeah. it? What is it like being Justin Bieber? I mean, we yeah. had it crazy, you know. Couldn't get out of our tour bus and mm-hmm. into hotels without social media, you yeah. know, knowing knowing everything True. you do at all times. I I don't know how these guys with, handle it. You know, phones on your camera, everything you do is documented. It's not get away with anything. Yeah. No, and that's what I was talking to uh, my friend. Uh, do you remember Pantera Sarah? Yeah. Okay, so she's a big club promoter here. I mean, the biggest in LA from the late '90s, and now you know she's retired from that world. But I mean, she was the one, and she was always. And then it was just fun saver cameras, right? I mean, that's what you had to look out for. But her places were always no cameras allowed. Yes, that was what, what was great about her. She, she had was her was Dublin's her thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yes, right. Yeah. Dub- I mean, she had the, every hot spot, uh, but it was so great because our generation, you know, when I was first coming to Los Angeles, you didn't have to worry about anything. No, no one took pictures. No one talked about you. There was no TMZ out there waiting for you. Yeah, you no could just be Hilton. who you wanted to be. Now, I don't see anyone really going out in the younger generation that's known because I think they're all just scared to leave their house these days. Which is totally understandable. Yeah. You know, it's crazy now. Yeah. Totally crazy. That's sad. That's sad. It's very sad. Looking back, what is your absolute favorite moment in your career? Oh man, that's such a tough question. As you know, I mean, oh, look, me haven't done so many yeah. cool, been a part of so many cool things. I mean, look, I, I think uh, you know, doing a song with Mariah Carey was pretty uh, cool. Yeah, or Stevie Wonder. <laughs> we did a song with Stevie <laughs> yeah. Wonder, right? And, uh-huh. and Mariah and Joe, and mm-hmm. or you know, we got to sing at the White House. We mm-hmm. we got the performed for Michael Jackson on that anniversary special. I mean, yeah. we idolized Michael Jackson. Which, which song did y'all do with that? We did Man in the Mirror with yeah. Usher and Luther Vandross. So it's that like... it's quite the combo. You know, I mean, yeah. I talk about nerves, like yeah. super nervous. You know, don't sing at all, really, next yeah. to those guys ever. That was such a great night. And sadly, I think, you know, that was... Oh, 9-11 happened literally next day. days after. Yeah, the, the next, next day. day, yeah. Um, so I don't even know if people even... Saw that special. I, I mean, remember. I, I remember. Do, did it? I, I guess it aired. Yeah, it aired. But it was such a, a wonderful night because we had just gotten done with the VMAs. Yep. We go right into this Michael Jackson 30th anniversary. Every artist was there. You didn't know who was going to perform at all. Michael goes up and performs a whole concert that none of us knew was going to happen. It was a cool night. Totally get why people cry because yeah. literally had a tear going down. <laughs> I'm like, why am I crying? Like, what is this? What is he doing to me? Uh, but man, what 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 a night. And we got to do Jackson 5. I forget which song we did with them. But uh, just to be able to say, wow, we were the last to sing with the Jackson 5. That's pretty I crazy. Like, that's That's a moment. That is a moment. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take a little break here. When we come back, we have more Jeff Timmons. Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, discoverla.com is your gateway to everything LA. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. 
After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or glimpse behind the scenes at World Famous Studio Tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. All right, Jeff, we want to uh, go over a little pop culture with you. But first, I have a little questionnaire from August 1999. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and I want to see if your answers match them today. Let's do it. Okay, so here we go. <clears throat> what is your girl type? 99 Jeff Tibbins. 
I probably said a sense of humor, yeah? Yes. All right, there you go. Relaxed with a cool sense of humor. Relaxed with a cool sense of humor. Surprised I put cool in there. (laughs) I'm so uncool. Maybe that's why I put cool in there. because. (laughs) Um, This is Bet You Never Knew. Is there something someone didn't know about you? What would oh my you gosh, said? probably no. a lot. No. Um, uh, I don't know that I played well, football. Well, we were just talking about this guy, Is Michael Jackson. Yes, that I like Michael Jackson. I guess in <laughs> fifth grade, I yeah. bought Michael Jackson's Thriller on record and tape and tried to dance like Michael. Yeah. Oh, that failed. That is something <laughs> no one knew. <laughs> That's right. You're like Corey Feldman. He's Corey still doing Feldman. it. That's right. I had the jacket and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. I just ran into Corey uh, at the Funko Pop. Oh, you have to go see this Funko Pop store. Have you seen it yet? Yeah. Tracy t- oh, actually Tracy told Smasky, me about yeah. that. And I was, I had a, I was at a meeting. I couldn't go. I was going to try to meet up with Do you guys. Do it. It is. I've it's been cool, twice right? now. It's like you're at Disney World. And yeah. I'm such a Funko collector now. Well, you guys well, have a Funko doll, don't We do. You? We have a couple of Funkos. They don't um, have any inventory left, though, because Lance I know. literally took. Well, you they told me to take. I felt, look. I felt like Joey Fatone. You know, if you if oh, you, you offer him, sw- sure. I Joey Fatone. If yeah. you offer a swag, Joey's going to take everything. He gets right? all of it. Yeah, take um, all of it. But with the Funko, because you know, I, they do a little show where they bring in, you know, like Danny DeVito and Freddie Prince Jr. and you know, and people that have Funkos, and they, the creator of Funko sits with you and you. Uh, build your own Funko as he's interviewing you for 30 minutes. Oh, that's cool. Really fun. And then afterwards, they're like, okay, just go through the store and just take whatever you want. And so I'm over there like in Star Wars, <laughs> like, it. okay, I'll take a little Princess Leia here. And then Tracy's like, no, take that, take that. And they just kept loading me up with everything. I walked out hundreds. with hundreds. Our I mean, entire guest bedroom is just Funko dolls and boxes. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, it is bad. Um, and I felt so guilty. And then they're like, well, you're definitely the... Uh, the King of taking the Funko yeah, swag. Yeah, I, I took the most of any celebrity that's been in there. And I'm like, <laughs> awesome. but they made me do it. Uh-huh. And I have kids. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we made a great Funko Christmas tree this year. It really Dude. works. Fans were really upset tree. that I took them out of the boxes. But uh, yeah, especially the BTS. There's a big BTS Oh, butter, it's probably like, we're, yeah, c- collector's like collector item. Thing. And I've, you know, they were in my Christmas tree. Oh my gosh, those Cut BTS fans! How dare you take them out of their box? <laughs> I'm like, Precious. I'm not trying to resell these. I just, I want to enjoy them. <laughs> um, oh, one thing I don't know if I've ever told you this story. When I, because when I lived in Russia uh, to train the whole cosmonaut thing, it was such a stressful time and never had a day off. Hardly had any hours off. But there was when I did have an hour or two off, I would always be invited by the NASA astronauts in their homes. You know. The cosmonauts had crappy apartments and right. like it was just didn't even have air conditioning or whatever. But then, of course, the NASA Americans, they uh, they had wonderful homes with like added, you know, like two story, beautiful homes. So they would invite me sometimes to come have a beer with them. And they built this little makeshift bar in their basement and called Shep's Bar. And it was just really makeshift. Uh, but they had a jukebox and they had maybe eight or nine songs on there. And one of the songs was Una Noche. <laughs> we made it. And I swear to God, I listened to that song hundreds of times. Hundreds of times <laughs> while gl- I was I'm over there. I'm glad someone likes that song. That's I great. love that <laughs> song. Are you kidding me? That was great. Oh my God. That's probably. You know, a- you've made it to a Russian cosmonaut yeah. slash NASA. Uh-huh. Like one of, one of seven <laughs> songs that they play in top Star seven. City. You guys are huge at Russian. Huge now. in Russia. <laughs> we're, we're top seven on the uh-huh. Russian jukebox. Yeah. Well, with me, you're number one because I literally just, we just kept playing it over and over. That's a funny story. Yeah. I love it. So I, love I it. just, it, it was like a piece of home with me. Yeah, it's interesting. 
interesting because we almost didn't record that song. Really? We, there were a couple why, we didn't. Why was it? Well, because it was the, at, at that time it was kind of that Latin explosion oh, yeah, with yeah, Ricky yeah. Martin and Enrique uh-huh. and Shakira. Oh, so we, we thought, wow, people are going to think we're trying to bite the, uh-huh. the, 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 you know, whatever's going on. So, but we did it anyway. I mean, it, mm. it, it turned out like such a good song that we that just song. had it's to do so it. It's so good. It was a fun one to do. So I love that. All right, back to your August 1999 questionnaire. Um, who would you do a duet with? 99. Oh, 99. Uh-huh. I probably said Christina? Nope. Mariah? Nope. It's a boy. Oh, Brian McKnight? Close. Joe? <laughs> no. <laughs> Babyface. Oh, Babyface. Yeah. yeah oh, my gosh. Face. That's funny. Yeah. He, well, he was on fire back then. And then your last one, your favorite song? Uh, Probably uh, One Sweet Day, Boys and Men? Close. Close. Water Runs Dry? Nope. No. <laughs> um... <laughs> It's so hard to say goodbye yes, to yesterday. Yes, yes. <laughs> Any boys the men song, pretty uh, much, right? Hard to say goodbye. I mean, come on. That's, that's that, the, one of the first ones, right? Yes, and that's every single guy group. Yeah, that is probably the first acapella they ever did. It's that you got to learn. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a great so song. Good. And then your favorite uh, ninety-eight degree song in nineteen ninety-nine was Invisible Man. Nope, which oh was amazing. Uh, that was your first, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was so our first one. That was my favorite one out of all yeah. the singles. But um. Gosh, uh, oh man, I don't know. It Yesterday's letter? Still. Still. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know what was going through my mind. <laughs> that one. All right, we have some fan questions for you, Jeff. Um, which band member of 98 Degrees or any 90s boy banders would you want to see on Dancing with the Stars next? This is from Christina hmm. Burmeister. Uh, out of any, uh, any of them? Any of them. Well, look, JC was a pretty good dancer, oh, right? JC was He's the amazing, best right? I would love it. He would crush it on there. He would. Oh, my God. He would never do it. He won't do it. Yeah, no. he won't do it. He won't yeah, even leave our should. backyard. Yeah, he's, he should. Uh, yeah, he just lives there. He yeah. doesn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I mean, he, <laughs> that man can dance. He can dance. He I mean, all dance. you guys could, but he, he I thought could. I remember him being, oh, you know, like, probably one of the best ones, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember because uh, I didn't really say I like the Mickey Mouse Club. But before Justin and JC joined it, so I, I was like early Mickey Mouse Club. But I do remember after I joined the band, I was watching clips of him on that show, and he was great. He's amazing. He's Even an amazing like singer 16, too. Oh, he's just, a good singer. Yeah, he's incredible. Ooh, yeah, he, yeah, he is good. Uh, what's an underrated song you wish 98 Degrees performed more? This is from Raynim. Uh, there's a song we have called "Stay the Night." That, okay. that is a, it's in the tradition of a boy band pop song, yeah. but they didn't put it out for some uh, reason. But yeah, that we, we get a lot of requests for that one. Yeah, so yeah. I like that one. There's another one that's kind of sad mm-hmm. called Yesterday's Letter that we used to perform. We don't perform it. We only perform, you know, now. It's just, yeah. just the hits. And, right. You know, so, well, now stage. that you're legends, you yeah, have to just give them the legendary songs. We can tell them. That's right. We can uh, tell them what we want. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you ever regret your 98 Degrees tattoo? This is from Disney Girl 885. Well, look, for a while I did. Yeah. So so when, when 98 Degrees was not popular for a while. Yeah. I was getting, you know, people yeah, like are har- nice <laughs> harassing me, like guys at Guitar uh, Center. They're like, "Did you no all get way. this?" No, I, uh, I got it. And look, it was before we even knew we were gonna, you know, become mm-hmm. popular. So I, I just like, you know, at that time, you just get your your tats of your band, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got it. And then Nick had one that he had in his son, a smaller mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And then as soon oh, yeah. as, as soon as we tribal. felt it was falling off a little bit, he <laughs> filled it in. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I wore long sleeve shirts for a long time, yeah, and my really? wife was like, you know, Be proud you, of she's it. like, you gotta own it, you gotta own it. Yes. And then you know, I just was like, yeah. Wait, how did y'all come up with ninety eight degrees? <laughs> well, 
we were called Just Us when we started, okay. right? And then the label was like, "That's that name sucks. Uh. You need to come up with something better." And we made this long list of names. I mean, like all of us, mm. there were probably like two hundred names, and they were all bad. We mm. had Verse Four, you know, oh, next issue. That would not help well edition, today. Like, next issue. Like, oh god, yeah. Like, yeah. very like quintessential boy band. Yeah. Name. Could you imagine if they were called Verse Four verse in today's four. world? <laughs> the gays would be like, "What?" Well, Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it, we couldn't. We literally could not find one that stuck. And it's a. It's a. You know. Look. Mm-hmm. We say yeah because we're we sing love songs and it's a hot. And we you know of course had our story, but really we couldn't come up with the name. And our manager at the time had a you know attractive girlfriend, and she was from New York, and she had a bunch of hot friends, and mm-hmm. they were like, why don't you guys call yourselves Ninety Eight Degrees? And so we went okay. Cool. And no. So that's how, that that's was easy. It. Oh, I love it. It's kind of it is. Yeah, I mean, it's so great because a name really does. I mean, can make or break it. It, it really can. Yeah, it, it really can. Our it original does. name well, wasn't going to be anything because Lou Pearlman was like, "I got the name Kismet." Kismet. Oh wow. Kismet. <laughs> um, that was definitely vetoed. Yeah. Uh, and then Justin's mom was just like, you know, heard everyone sing, and she was like, "Well, y'all are very in sync." And they're like, yep, that's it. And, that, and then who thought of using the the initials and all that? Was that after um, the fact that after you guys kind of? I yeah. was wondering they if they kind of fudged Lance's. They yeah. gave him a new nickname. I know because the guy replaced with Jason, so yeah. I, was, I was an in. Uh, but I'm Lance, so I have nothing, you know, in there. And so they started trying to call me Lanston, Lanston, yeah, uh, to make it work, which was kind of like a fun <laughs> joke for a while, and like, and still. Still, some people that I worked with back then call me that. They still call you as that. A That's joke. funny. Yeah. But I like after it was going to be either London or Lanston, <laughs> just to make London. it work. Yeah, London. I'm like, mm, okay. And then thank God that just fizzled out. I'm yeah. Like, okay. That's yeah. Well, that's what Paris Hilton originally wanted to name her daughter, by what? the way, London. I was going to say, oh, yeah. no, wow, that's really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like on the Simple Life and the shows. Uh, London. I mean, I like the name London. London. I'm going to name my daughter London. London. <laughs> I'm Paris. All right. Uh, Ayo Alexis asks, what was it like working with Stevie Wonder on the song for Mulan? It was amazing. I mean, you know how these things go. You're not always in the studio with them. So mm-hmm. here we thought, you know, oh, yeah. man, we're going to be in the studio with yeah. St- Stevie. So no, we didn't get to be in the studio yeah. with him, but we did shoot the video with him. And we were so excited, and he couldn't have been cooler, right? Yeah. You, you never know what to expect because we worked with some other people, and mm-hmm. you know, you're, and it's you're disappointed, but he was incredible. He you was know, awesome. and the older you get, you know, a lot of times you just don't sound the same anymore. You know, it's just that's what happens with your vocal cords. Um, Stevie sounds still exactly kills. So the good. same, yeah, he still kills. I mean, and he probably doesn't even warm up or anything. I don't know, he had a trailer. Uh, on the on the video shoot site, mm-hmm. and he had like a whole studio in there, and yeah. invited us in and sang a bunch of songs for us. And we're like just tripping. We're like looking at each other, like, yeah. "Wow, this is great! That's it was so surreal. Cool. It, was, it was really cool." And that's what's so fun. I mean, because I'm just always a fan. That's why I have pop culture shows. Like, I just love. I pretty much can find some love for everyone out there, um, and being able to kind of rub elbows with the people that you love, and you're trying to be cool, like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, I, I mean, I don't even try to be cool. Yeah. I, I gave up on it a long time <laughs> yeah. ago. I, and, and, and you're exactly right. Like, mm. you know, although we get to travel on some of these circles, we're blessed to, right? We're still fans, right? Oh, that's yeah. why you got into music in the first mm. place, right? Because you're fans and, you yeah. know. But, uh, yeah, that's we've had some pretty cool, cool experiences like that. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, Jeff, it has been great catching up with you. Likewise. Um, what What is next for you personally? And uh, how can everyone stay in touch with you? Yeah, I'm all on all the socials. Thanks mm. again for having me. Again, congrats on the, on the baby. 
babies and nice. they're gorgeous. It was great to see them in person. Yeah. And and uh, thanks for you know having me be a part of Aaron's event. Um, yeah, I'm on all, all the socials. And you know, look, there's a lot of there are a lot of cool things I'm working on. A lot of stuff behind the scenes. I'm in town. We're creating this really cool label with some pretty cool partners. We're going to be announcing that that um, that label and, and that venture on February 9th. So look out for that with some great artists and doing some TV stuff. Mm-hmm. A documentary is coming out that I'm working on. So just trying to trying to keep busy. Always That's working cool. on music. So um, you've always been so it. creative. You know? Well, I try. <laughs> it's it's great. You Thanks, know, it's, it's your passion. You can tell your passion, and and I love that. Thanks I again. That. Happy to do it. Love it, and yeah. uh, I appreciate you guys. Sweet. Congrats on the show too. Ah, oh, thank you very Thanks. much. All right, Turkey Turchin. That's all I have for everyone. Is. is there anything else you would like to tell anyone before we let everyone go? Oh God, what can I tell? Oh, <laughs> I, I was looking at the charts, and you know we are. The number one. <gasps> That's I, right. On the, on the music pod? Yes, yeah. I did get sent that. Um, I was like, yeah. huh? Is this a typo? Three weeks in a row. Number one in music. That's yeah. incredible because there are like 60,000 plus podcasts yes, there out there. So no, to be number me. one Literally, on that I chart. Was in a state of shock. That's I incredible. That, right? I mean, I've had like three different types of shows and we never cracked the top 50, I don't think. But uh, thanks to iHeart, they really know how to number let people one. know we're here. So thank you for listening. Uh, who is on the next show? I don't think we know yet. We never know. <laughs> oh, maybe. Mm, no, we don't know. Well, it is a surprise, but follow us on our socials, uh, Frosted Tips with Lance, um, and we will be telling you who's coming up next because we love your questions, so you'll DM, DM us. We like talking to you there. Um, Jeff, once again, thank you so much for Thanks being for here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate and, you guys. And uh, everyone, be good to each other out there. Don't drink and drive, and we will see you next week on Frosted Tips with me, Lance. Hey, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Frosted Tips with Lance. And Michael Turgenart. And at Lance Bass for all your pop culture needs. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. Six if you can. See you next time. Hey, LA. Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real L.A. gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. The iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass, zadding off. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. 
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.